0: Chumba, J- ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Go hard, go hard, go home. Go hard, go hard, go home. Touchdown like the end zone. When the circle turn the mic home, can't get me out of my zone. Go hard, go hard, go home. Go hard, go, go,
2: go home. Yeah, these championship rings on my hands now.
0: In my head on top ten, get his hands down. squad squad, now you're looking man down. man down. Funny high foes to the friends now. Drive a race car like a target yeah. filling up a neat product again. Yeah. Treat the business like a playground, might slide on you. Tell me my
2: Good evening, good evening, good evening. It is Thursday night with your boys. reach sure. Yes, sir. After, after a very, very very, very successful National Signing Day. You know, Tim, yes, I do not remember the last time Texas had great momentum on National Signing Day. Maybe it was a couple years ago when we had the run of left tackles where Kelvin, DJ Campbell, all those yep. guys jump in and, and they commit. That that was from one perspective, but we're talking a multitude of perspectives, right? Yeah. Uh, but before we get to that, lots of fun. It's uh, lots of good stuff happening here on the Four Acres. Again, this is the Longhorn Fan Battle Podcast, brought to you by Fan Battle Sports. I'll be yes, here Harish Dikala, and this is my guy, Tim Wayne. Tim, how you doing tonight, man? It's classic little Chicago Bulls? This is the Longhorn Fan Battle,
1: I Hey, listen, I had to go classic, you know?
2: Okay, okay.
1: impromptu date. So, oh, uh, okay. You know what I'm saying? but yeah your boy uh your boy is a happy camper especially after yesterday yes, uh, sir. listen it was so much going on I couldn't keep up with the tweets I couldn't keep up with the coverage but it felt good to be yeah to be to get the respect to to watch coach Sark get the respect that he had that that he's gotten uh over this last couple of days especially yeah. with the guys that he's gotten, the guys yeah. that flipped, right? Um, and we heard, you know, some rumblings a couple of weeks ago, but nothing was too concrete that we couldn't report on. But now that things have fallen where they've fallen, I mean, it's it's a great time right now. It's a real course, good. Time.
2: Of course, always capped off by uh, by some Aggie tears, as, uh, as Ty Anthony Smith commits late last night, 6.30 p.m., uh, on his Instagram, which uh, uh, probably was using an Aggie Wife network, and they were probably pissed off that he was doing that. So uh, yes, they cut sir. him off. But he commits to Longhorns late last night, four star linebacker. Yes, sir. We'll go through the list uh, of commits, and we'll, we'll talk a lot about what happened yesterday. But first, before we get started, before we get started, of course, we are brought to you by fanbattlesports.com. Yes, sir fanbattlesports.com, where you can go get the latest and greatest, of course, on the Longhorns. And also, if you're an AFC South fan, a lot of NFL fans out there, uh, home to the AFC South Fan Battle podcast, and also coverage on all the teams, including the Colts, the Mayo-Eaton Titans, the Texans, and um, who's the other team? Oh, yeah, the Jaguars, who are led by a not-generational talent, Trevor Lawrence. Whoa,
1: Trevor Lawrence. Um, Give give Trevor Lawrence.
2: Listen, he's not a generational talent. All right, I've seen gener—I've I- had two generational talent QBs play for my team. That dude's not a generational talent. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. FanBattlesports.com. Also, if you're if you're interested in starting your own podcast uh, through the Fan Battle Sports Network, there is an option there. Listen, we'll take any team, any sport, any uh, you know, wherever part of the country that you want to go to, we'll take it all. FanBattlesports.com all yeah. righty tim also follow us on twitter we are up to twenty three hundred followers and you know what we lied to our we, we lied to our viewers we can't do that tim we said that there'd be a giveaway at 250 we need My to figure shit. this out because we owe we owe the 40 acres
1: well okay we to be community. fair okay so guys hear us out yes we did mention 250. that was on a thursday that thursday we went from 250 to a thousand. Then we were like, okay, wait a minute. Is this a fluke? Right. So then we go from a thousand to seventeen hundred in a matter of days, right? Okay. So then even then, we we're like, all right, let's let's wait till this train slows down. The train has been going tough. It's guys like you that have uh created this community, made this community what it is uh it's gotten stronger so we thank the viewers we thank um we thank everybody involved um we 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 really can't express the 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 uh the gratitude that we have for you guys building up this community so fast and and it is something that i've personally i've never seen before and and you and i we've worked in social media for long periods of time yep. um uh, you know we, we've seen what these bigger channels can do. And, you know, we went from a relatively small to a bigger channel with a really, really strong community. I see guys constantly tweeting us and we're, we're constantly having conversations uh, with this community. And so we guys, guys, we really do appreciate you guys jumping out there um, and, and helping us, you know, and, and building us up. Uh, we will continue to, to to support other people that are on the uh, no Longhorn fan under 1K. We will continue that train as long as possible. Keep absolutely. it going, and we want to just build a stronger community because everybody, uh, especially all the Longhorn fans, uh, we we want to support where we definitely can. So we we appreciate you guys. Um, uh, you know, doing what you've done, we really do.
2: We are a show for the people, by absolutely, me. and we're all about supporting the community. Right, we, you know, there's shows that are there to. Talk about stuff and report on stuff. We're just, we're just a couple of Longhorn fans, right? They just want to talk about the Longhorn. Fans.
1: Couple of longhorns fans. Um, That's we we, 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 we to,
2: Yeah, we want to we want to do that with you guys. So right. follow us on, on on Twitter, Longhorn Fan Battle, and of course follow us on YouTube, Longhorn Fan Battle. Like, subscribe, comment. We'd love to interact with you guys there. Follow us on YouTube, uh, and uh, and yeah. So then let's get to it. So what I'm going to do is I'm on Rivals.com. Shout-out to the guys at Orange Bloods. I'm just going to pull up the recruiting board, kind of show you where we're at, and and I just want to kind of get your thoughts on that.
1: While while you're pulling this up, um, I'm seeing more news about Corey Foreman, uh, number one recruit, um, entering the transfer portal. He did enter on Tuesday. Um, His teams that are – most likely landing spots has been updated from mm-hmm. Oklahoma, Georgia, Alabama, Miami, Texas. Is Cal- that the defensive
2: end from South Carolina, uh, USC? Yes.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm I no saw longer, that earlier. Tonight. I'm no longer seeing Cal. Um, yeah, Cal was one of the one of the uh, landing spots. Um, now I'm seeing that uh, it's just Oklahoma, Georgia, Alabama, Miami, and Texas.
2: Okay. Cool. So that's, that's the defensive end out of USC.
0: Right.
2: Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the recruiting board. And, and we'll talk about transfers here because we had a couple of transfers. Where wait, well, we had one transfer that obviously Andrew McCuba transfers in earlier this week. Right before signing day, guy out of LBJ, right here in Austin, right? Uh, Austin right Three-year three year starter out of Clemson, comes home, uh, has two years of eligibility left. Uh, so that's that's huge for the safety room. But when you look at this class, what kind, what kind of stands out to you? you? Obviously, we we finish it out with uh, Ty Anthony Smith, but uh, Xavier Filsame, uh Kobe Black, Wardell Matt, Wingo, Brandon Baker. As you as you, uh, Colin Simmons, we all know. But as you go up through this list, what really sticks out to you?
1: Um, I would like to say what really sticks out is the amount of defensive backs. Yeah. I think the amount of defensive backs that have decided to come to the University of Texas is—I I haven't seen anything like this maybe since that one year that A&M had, where they were the, the where they were voted one of the number one classes of all time with yeah. the amount of, of recruits that they had coming in at one time. Which again, listen, I don't like A&M at all. There's nothing about A&M or Oklahoma that I like but that was an impressive recruiting class. Unfortunately, a lot of those guys are in the transfer portal and are making their ways to other schools with the firing of Jimbo Fisher. It makes sense, Um, but it just goes to show, if you look at these guys, they're bigger corners, they're long, they're rangy, and that is a sign of saying one thing, and we talked about this prior um, to uh, the show, and that's that. They're going to end up playing more man these these are dogs that they're recruiting these these guys they were no they were recruited because they were tall they were long and they could run and they play man right and so you want to put them in a situ- a situation where these guys can shine and basically you know we're going to line you up man to man because that's what got you here and 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 we want to transition you and make you better so that you can go to the next level and that's yeah. what's-
2: uh got it funny that you mentioned that. Talked to Sark yesterday. No, I didn't talk to Sark. I'm sorry. I listened to Sark's oh. press conference yesterday.
1: Whoa, I was gonna say God. You didn't talk I,
2: I did not talk to Sark. I wish <laughs> I did. I have not spoken to him. Uh but no, I was listening to Sark yesterday, and yeah. one of the things he mentioned uh in his presser was how he wants to go. Uh, to more men next year he wants to be yep. more aggressive at the point of attack and if you look at these there, there's there's two three words that he used pretty consistently right he used the right. word versatility versatility and flexibility a lot right. he wants he wants positionless players he wants guys that can play at multiple positions uh you can see down the dbs a guy like Xavier Filsane, for example he could play corner he could play safety he could play nickel he could play uh, you know, he can play in multiple different, he's going he play a multitude of, of, uh, of positions. Obviously I'm, I'm not the X's and O guys of, of the group. I don't understand the different intricacies and the X's and the Y's and the B pluses and the C minuses. I don't understand those, 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 uh, yeah. those terminologies, but that's okay. I do understand what a DB and a safety is. And I do understand what it means to be in those specific positions, whether that's within a scheme or not. Right. He also talked about uh, Brandon Baker as a guy that you know may will probably fit into right tackle next year, uh, potentially with uh, Christian Jones being gone, right, graduating, yeah. and then yeah. and then once Calvin Banks leaves because I think he's leaving after the next next year. Uh, I mean, you
1: know, he's a beast. He doesn't. He's gonna a to
2: be tackle. a top five pick. That, yeah, he has a left tackle, dude. And if he continues on the tra- 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 trajectory that he is on, yeah, he's out of here, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, he'll 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 get that number one uh, round, he'll get that number one draft pick grading. Mel Kuyper will boost him up again. Yeah. As long as he's healthy, he doesn't give up sacks at all. Really, yeah. um, you don't really see him getting dominated. He's gonna be a day one situation in the league where you you draft this guy and you plug him in immediately. Like you Absolutely. don't really. He's he reminds me of a pinay Sewell type guy gets rough and rugged, very durable, and you don't you don't come across those type of guys every now and then. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It, it's he's gonna be up there with the Laramie Tunzels of the world. He's gonna be up there with the Trent Williams of the world. As long as he keeps playing like this, I don't I don't see why not. Now he may want to get his degree. He may sure. want to get his degree and and that's perfectly fine if he stays and wants to get his degree I'm not complaining, like you know. I don't think Quinter, hey, that's another that's another year with us. Yeah, I don't think or Arch is going to complain either. So, like you know, right. he may decide he want to get he he may want to get you know his 40 year degree, but again, if he wants to take off and and go to the league, can you blame him?
2: Can you? No, absolutely not. Right. I mean, obviously, you can't. Right. I mean, you don't want to blame anybody for for uh, for wanting to get uh, get their stripes in and, and taking it taking the iron. Hitting the iron, iron while it's hot, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: but then, that, then you run into a situation, and, and I've heard a couple things to this, right? Do You move Brandon Baker to left tackle, or do you move Cam Williams and swing him over, and Brandon Baker becomes your swing tackle, right? Right. Um, that th- those are definitely. I think, Brandon, definitely
1: will be, options, I think Brandon will be a great swing tackle until you know until you get to a point where you're like, okay, what what do we do? You know, yeah. with this left tackle that we already got here, we've got an anchor. If he takes off, then okay, we move Brandon over. And yep. then that's where you'll be. Yeah, I, I think, you know. And then again, again getting that, um, getting that experience, right? Getting that experience being a swing tackle that just adds value, right? So you may not be the greatest left tackle in the, in, in Longhorn history or college football sure. history, but if you're able to play both and you're decent at one side, if you're decent at left tackle but you're graded a right, that's even more. That's even better, right? You, yeah. You're still building your start, your stock. And it just goes to show that the development, like we've been talking about culture and development for a while now, if they're able to build on that, that's, that's a great move.
2: By the way, and we'll talk about this when uh, we talk about Sark's press conference here in a second. Uh, Cause I, I showed you earlier, I have, I have uh, uh, we have a shared notes. Uh, right. And for those of you that can or can maybe cannot see it, probably won't focus. I took about a page and a half of notes on that press yesterday. And yeah. I've got a lot to get to. Sark, to me, probably the one, the top three all-time quotes by a Texas head coach yesterday.
1: Really? Outside that one world? quote.
2: That one quote. Top three all-time for me.
1: Okay. From yeah, my, we'll get my, to my, it.
2: Texas head coach. Um, we'll
1: get to it. So I, I do have a question for you. Um, yeah. Yeah in regards to all the recruits that that signed right we had an impressive 20 23 24 uh, uh, signed signed letters of intent meaning that they are coming they're not switching up they're gonna come and we had a couple of early you know early commits as well earlier in the week prior to national signing day um what how what is your overall feeling with the roster and the recruits that are being brought in, how do you feel about what you're seeing? Um, because from my end, it looks like not only does Sark plan on being a defensive juggernaut or an offensive juggernaut, he plans on being a defensive juggernaut as well. It, yeah, it, it's Sark- clear. It's very clear what on what he's doing.
2: Look, Sark has been very intentional around how he's building this team. Right, It's around right. the trenches, offensive line, defensive line, and then you build out. Right, but even with those lines, right? He he wants guys to be able to do multiple things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talk about a guy like Collins. Well, no, let's not even worry about let's not even worry about Colin Simmons because I I that's my favorite. That is my favorite right. pickup. There's one guy really good in this class. It's Colin Simmons. We haven't had an edge player like Colin Simmons in mm-hmm. a very, yeah, very very long time. Sergio, Sergio Kendall, Kendall is
1: what I remember. Um,
2: and that what was that like two thousand six, two thousand seven? That was two
1: thousand nine, two thousand ten. So it's you're right, but
2: but he, he can't no, But he came out of that two thousand six. Oh well, yeah, year. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. He came. Yeah, 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 yeah. We haven't
2: had a guy like Colin, like Colin Simmons. I'd probably now we've developed guys probably into like. You know, oh yeah, there's definitely been guys
1: that have been developed, but we're talking about from inception, guys coming in making a an, an impact. From the time that they come in and and again, we don't know what these guys are going to do, but history shows, you know, you, you get the top players in the state, majority of them pan out and yes. especially in college, majority of them pan out.
2: I think it's something like if you get four or five star recruits in general, I think Jeff Ketchum said something like 75% of the time they pan out Yeah, and they end up going to the NFL. Right. Um, so Colin Simmons is going to be a day-one starter,
0: uh, right. and he's
2: going to make an impact in a in – a in a, in a basically, you know, we're going to the best conference in college football, right? Right. He's going to make an instant impact. I'm super excited to see what he can do yeah him, uh, him under with Bo Davis Anthony, and, and this coaching staff Him
1: with Anthony Jr. is going to be a problem. You want we're to talk not- about putting fear in people's hearts? Yeah. that That's going to be nasty.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, you you talk about that, and then you know you you think about what you got on the interior side. If if uh, if uh, uh, homeboy comes back, uh, draw a blank on his name. I literally just had it. Uh, Not not Byron Murphy, not Tavon J. Sweat, Alex Collins. If Alex Collins comes back and 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 he has the type of uh, let's just say he even has half the the increase in production uh increase in in development that you know either tavandra or byron has you add that there and then you you add in some of these guys that have been developing through their program we'll see what alex january develops into he's already a huge guy i think so six five two nine ten yeah no six five three three twenty something like that so just crazy right the dude's a freak um yeah yeah i mean you you talked about some of the uh yeah six five three twenty so but, Yeah, I mean, it just goes back to, to again, you, you build this team through the trenches and then you supplement through the transfer portal, right? Uh, there are schools we won't talk about them because this is not their show about them, but there are schools out there that are doing almost nothing in recruiting and they're doing almost everything out of the transfer portal. And yeah. if it works for them, that's fine, right? But this philosophy around uh building out of uh, building out of the uh building out of recruiting, I love it, and yeah. and and I quickly want to go through some of first off did you get a chance to watch it cuz I know you and I talked about it earlier today did you get I, a did, chance I to didn't so
1: it? I got I got about halfway through um I and let me so let me just speak on the, the
2: first half of that
1: cuz it was like 30 yeah. minutes, right Yeah
2: it's about 35 minutes yeah
1: I I've never seen I'm trying to put this in the right words uh, so I've never seen a coach
0: that's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now, this guy, listen, so
1: the stuff that Sark was talking about yesterday, and, and you'll be able to go more in depth because you got to actually watch the whole thing, uh, but the first 15 minutes of that conversation, it just goes to show that he he really does care. Like, he really, he really cares. And again. We've we've gone at nauseum. We've talked about it at nauseum. Like what football means to him, because he almost didn't make it. You know what I mean? He, he almost he almost didn't make it back into coaching. Like he, you know, had a couple of mess ups, and we're not perfect. Everybody has their mess ups. He almost he almost shot himself in the foot. You know, and so you can tell that he's like really taking this serious from the point of like not only getting who he feels is right, but like and I can't remember who said this yesterday, but basically, like, after the presser, but basically they were saying, like, Sark is going after kids that are interested in Texas, not what everything that, not, who are interested in the game as well as Texas and not everything else around it. Right. Like, and that was that was what stood out to me, and, and basically, because, you know, there's some kids out there that are still big-time kids that are just not they haven't uh made up their minds and people are wondering like why isn't sark going after these guys and the, one of the reporters may, basically said like if sark didn't feel like he's a fit or if sark didn't feel like he's about the about Texas he's not talking to him and right. that, re- that that conversation that presser reflected all of that
2: yeah there, there's a couple of things that you said there I want to dive into so Number one, when it talks about guys in the transfer portal, uh Evan Stewart is obviously the guy that, that everybody wants. Right. Believe it or not, Evan Stewart wants to come to Texas. Texas does not want Evan Stewart. And and the reason behind that, and, and it's funny because I think Rod Babers talked about this yesterday. And and I and I saw a clip on, on Longhorn on Longhorn Network, I think, where mm-hmm. one of the coaches, I can't remember if it was Bo Davis or maybe it was uh the uh, maybe it was the uh, offensive line coach. I can't remember. Um, maybe it was Kyle Flood that talked about this. But okay. but there's like four or five different things that they look for in a person before they even before they even like think about evaluating them as a player to come to Texas. Right. And that's like respect for their their parents, respect for the school, respect for their coaches, respect for the other players, respect, 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 and. Right that goes into the culture that, that Sark has built. And, and, and he is not going to stem away from this. Right. Right. Uh, Sark talks about this ad nauseum about building men, uh, not just building football players. And, and this coach, and Sark basically reiterated that, right. He credits his coaching staff on the recruiting channel and says, Hey, I don't care who this play. They don't care about stars right? They're, they're looking for guys. They do their own evaluation process. They're only looking for certain types of guys that do right. certain types of things, a certain type of way before right. they even evaluate what right. they will do for the, for the, uh, for the van or for, for the program, from a recruiting on the field perspective. And, and that's something that that stuck out to, to, to one thing that you said. Second, Oh, that that's really one thing. Second, the second thing is, uh, if I, if I took a shot for every time he said, like, versatile or flexible, I'd probably be drunk in, like, the first 10 minutes. I'd be, I would be plastered. Yeah. Uh, he says it so many different times, and he talks about how each player at the end of the, of the, of the press, or, you know, I, I definitely urge you guys to go through and, and listen to it. He can tell you everything about every player that he likes.
0: Right. Every
2: single one, all the way up from the five-star defensive end, all the way down to the, you know, the three-star defensive tackle that they signed uh, yesterday. So right. from Alex January, uh, from Alex January all the way up to, to Colin Simmons, he can tell you every something that he likes about every player. He's gone through it with it a multitude of times. This yeah. guy knows what he wants. He knows what he's getting, and and he's talked about a lot around how these players play for their coach. Right, and these guys are playing for Stark, and you can see it on the field, off the field he 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 gave, he he quote, he gave a quote and i said it's probably the, the the top 3 quote of of any texas head coach that i've ever heard right he says and i quote he says i can't speak to what has happened before we got here but watch what happens now proofs in the pudding and this is he, he talks about this when it comes to uh player development right he's like look i don't know what happened before uh before i got here quite honestly i don't really care
1: but you right
2: look look at what's happening right now and look at where we are right now right look at these guys listen Byron Murphy is a guy that uh that I was done with last year you're on you know on on uh I don't know if it was on the show or maybe it was on a different podcast. it was on our own podcast at, at right Byron. I was done with that guy I was like look yep. man it's time to move on. We gotta find something. He was something a butt different. of he was a, butt do. a lot
1: of your jokes. He was a butt Bro, and I, I remember. You, I
2: probably. I
1: told know. you. I told you. I said, he. I get why you're shooting the slugs. I get why you're shooting the strays at him, but yeah. just giving them give him an opportunity. Now, did we know that that was gonna mean he needed a new coach? Did we know that that was gonna mean that he needed? um You know, an overhaul? Because, I mean, basically that's what happened after Tom left. You know, we got this overhaul of new coaches. I mean, we didn't know what to – we didn't know what to think. Maybe it was a defensive scheme. We don't know. Maybe they didn't ask him. Maybe they didn't expect him to do – you know, maybe they didn't expect him to make any plays on the defensive line. Maybe they just wanted him to be a plug-and-play. Let's just stop – you know, let's plug up – you know, basically be a space eater, right? Yeah. But this guy's actually—he's making plays. Like he's yeah. not—he's contributing. He's one of the best defensive tackles
2: in the country right now. Like some, some would argue, he's actually a much bigger—and we'll talk about this next week as we break down Washington and Texas—that he's much more of a more versatile issue for some guys than Tavon J. Swift. because Tavon J. hes a big guy. He's gonna—he's gonna pack a lot of holes. Byron yeah. Murphy's more of the in your face, get get to the quarterback, make right. things difficult, uh, which which kind of makes them play off of each other very well, right? Yeah. You got yeah. one guy that's gonna clog up the run, you got another guy that's gonna clog up the pass. You're you're good to go. Um, right. but I thought that quote right there really stuck out to me. And if you look at where this team was two years ago, five and seven, and where some of these guys were, and you look at where this team is today, 12 and one uh in the college football playoff. Right. And the next, what, 10 days, 11 days from today. Right. It it goes to show that what Sark is doing is working and, and, and kind of the work you talked about earlier, he's not going to let anybody mess this up because he knows that it took him a lot to get back to this point as a coach right. and he takes it very seriously.
1: Yeah. You can, and you can tell the press conference, the press conference says it all right. Um, I remember when he got here, he had a really intense press conference. Um, and, you know, to go back on. Uh, uh, oh, boy. Um, maybe they didn't. You know, it's football is such a. It's a difficult sport. Yeah. It, it, it's a it's a it's a mind game. It's my it's all mind games. Right. It's it's a lot of mental and a lot of physical now. Maybe what they did, and this is, again, I don't know. Maybe what Tom wanted him to do versus what he has to do now, maybe the defense for him was simplified. And when you simplify things and you make things easy for people to understand and they can grasp it and they know that they can do it, it gives your players a certain amount of confidence, right? We're going to talk about this next week, right, about – how do you attack the offense and the defense of Washington, right? And I got my own way of attacking Washington. I'm pretty sure Coach Ware has the, his own approach attacking Washington. You have your own way of attacking Washington. It's all about, like, what – this is what I have in front of me. I know this guy can do X, Y, and Z. How can I simplify it and make it easier for him to get his job done?
2: Yeah, and again, they're, they're, it
1: could be that I, again. I don't know, but that's yeah. it, that's kind of what it feels like.
2: Sure. Again, it's all it's all about developing these guys so that you can use them in a way to put them in the right position to succeed on the field, and and exactly. they've done just that. Exactly. Uh, but I thought that's probably one of the greatest quotes I've ever heard of. Top three quotes I've ever heard a Texas uh, head <laughs> coach say, and, right. and I'll never forget that quote. I'll actually tweet that quote out there because I thought it was thought it was excellent. Right. might be like my weekly tweet right as we go as going to next into next next week and next year <clears throat> so there's still two commits that are that, that we know of well there's probably potentially four uh right. that could still get into this class right right uh obviously tomorrow we got two Dale, Dale, Dylan at Dylan Evans is supposed to uh announce tomorrow he's obviously the four star defensive end that is currently committed to am Right. And then Aaron Butler, who Aaron Butler's interesting. Aaron Butler is kind of I saw some tape on Aaron Butler, and that guy he's he reminds me of a bigger Xavier worthy.
1: Uh and when
2: I mean bigger, I mean he's taller, but he's got some unreal speed. Uh he's a guy that can go track down the deep ball. He's a guy that uh he could take the little screen passes and take them 90 yards. If you remember you remember Xavier in his freshman year, first play of the OU Texas game. 80 yeah. yards, like he's got that type of speed. He was to commit to Colorado probably about a month ago, mm-hmm. and he decommits from Colorado. He takes official visits to Arizona yep. and somewhere else, I believe it was Oregon or something.
1: Yeah, Oregon was one of them.
2: And then, uh, and then, um, yeah, he announces his final three in like the last week or so. And Texas is one of those three, and people are like, uh, "Okay, this is." But but from what I've been reading and hearing, this is a guy that will commit to Texas. Not ever. He's never been here, right? Um. So that that's definitely somebody to keep an eye on,
1: dude. Uh, but can you can you think about? Sorry, um, can, if if you can think, think about how many letters of uh, or think about how many scholarships that <laughs> think about how many scholarships have been given to these kids that are like you know alabama comes and knocks them on knocking on their door yeah. this is not a situation where you're like oh well it's alabama let me go down here and see what it is you know what you're getting this is it's getting to a point and I think you will agree with this. It's getting to a point to where, and I would say, since Sark has been here, it's getting to a point. You know what you're gonna get. You know what's gonna happen from an offensive standpoint. You know that you're gonna get an opportunity to get on the field. You know you're gonna get an opportunity to get a crack at the ball. You know you know what you know what you're getting yourself into when you come to Texas. And now that that has been put on display full. Full display, right? Mm-hmm. In multiple, you've seen multiple receivers come in, be successful, right? Jonte Cook. Jonte Cook is a true freshman. He's contributing. You got uh Adani Mitchell coming in from coming in from Georgia, instant impact. Xavier Worthy, instant impact, Jatavian Sanders, instant impact, Jonathan Brooks, instant impact. Cedric Baxter, instant impact. Look at look at all of this. These are your skill players, right? Yeah. These are not these are not two and three year guys waiting. And don't get me wrong, we still got those guys that are in, that are coming in, or that have been here for a while that are making impacts as well. But yeah. look at all the young talent that is coming in and is able to get on the field. So like, th-
2: this this is the current scholarship board for Texas heading into next year. Uh, shout out to Orange Bloods for allowing allowing me to screenshot this because I, I, I wouldn't remember this but basically the way this works right obviously for those of you guys that you can see i just want to go through it, just make sure we're all on the same page or reading from the same book reading from the same pages right everything on the left is the position across the top is the year that they're in whether they're freshmen they're red shirt uh sophomore junior, seniors and then these are current roster and this is uh the commitments, right, for this year. And, and sure. all of these guys have, have signed their letter of intent. So these guys, we can officially – oh, sorry, Aaron Hampton uh, goes to Alabama. That's the one flip that we didn't talk about. Yeah,
1: Aaron flipped Hampton. Flip from
2: Texas to Alabama. At the end of the day, does it suck? Yes. He wanted to play a wide receiver. Texas didn't have a spot for a wide receiver. They wanted him to play safety. Oh,
1: yeah, they wanted him to be a defensive back. And then you got to think, all of, the, all of the defensive backs that came in – He's got no shot. I mean, I'm lying. I'm not saying that he doesn't no, have a
2: shot. I I not say that. I'm
1: a recruit. I, yeah, I'm I'm a, let me I'm, let me let me backtrack that. Not to say that he doesn't have a shot, but when you're a recruit and you're coming in you are like, dog, you just you just got the number 1, you just got one of the big best safeties in the country. Yep. You just got another guy, one another defensive back. You got up six five other DBs coming in here. You want me to play defensive back? And I feel like I should play wide receiver. I feel like I have a better opportunity to play wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, if if, if Alabama is coming and knocking on my door,
2: yeah,
1: I'm, I'm a I'm a I'm a look at it. I don't but blame. It goes them. back to that. these, these so
2: athletes bad. are always tricky, right? Right. Athletes are these guys that you just don't know what they're going to do. They're always tricky. Uh, you just because they're they're playing multiple positions. You don't know where they want to play when they get to college, and you know what? They should tomorrow, and you know, Aaron might wake up and he's like, "Man, I do want to play wide. You know, I, I do want to play in the secondary." Did he sign his but letter of intent? He did sign his, his letter of intent, but I'm just saying, like now he, he's in a situation where he's stuck at Alabama. He's he's you know whatever he gets the spring and he's like, you know what? I do want to play. I do want to play in the secondary, right. um, or I want to play both ways. Which there's not a lot of do
1: there's still an opportunity for him to transfer yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you, <laughs> you got the
2: spring period you got the spring transfer period uh you got the period right after the CFP anything can happen but if you this is this is what really blows my mind about this recruiting board I wish I had can, can I can I ride on here I don't, no, I don't I don't know what I'm clicking oh oh God okay okay so look at the look at this offensive tackles are the offensive linemen. Right, so <laughs> Christian Jones will be gone. Calvin Banks is a junior. Cam Williams is a, is a junior. Um, Mike Ogbo, who hasn't really seen the field yet, right? And then, and then, really, you've got look at all this right here. This is just a big log jam of players: uh, Andre oh, yeah. Coho Trevor Gooseby, Peyton Kirkland, Jaden Chapman. We don't know. You know, you talk about all these guys, and then that's just tackle. And then yep. obviously, Brandon Baker coming in, right? Uh, and then, um, whoops, uh, and then that's just tackle. And then you go to guard and you, you know, you have, uh, Jake majors. So Jake majors, oh, that's center, but Hayden Connor, who's probably going to start next year. Yeah. Right. Paul Hudson, TJ, uh, TJ Campbell, uh, Neto, who, who, uh, Neto's brother signs as a defensive end for this class. Yeah. Right? They, they, uh, that was
1: a pair that came uh, in again.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. U- um and then Connor Stroh, like Connor Stroh, is just a freshman. We 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 haven't really even dug into Connor Stroh. He's just a freshman. So yeah, these these uh these these lines are deep. Like they are deep deep. Very uh, much. So. Defensive tackle, you've got a big lot. Obviously, Tavandre will be gone. Byron will be gone. Alfred Collins, we still don't really know. This is I the guy. Th- I, I think Alfred
1: Collins see. sticks around. I think he sticks around. I
2: think so too, but but he got it. I think he got a senior bowl invite. Which also shout out to, oh, by the yeah. way, shout out to Jordan. Whittington. So Jordan
1: Whittington. Yeah. Shout
2: out. Shout knock. out to Jordan Whittington for getting his his yeah, uh, man his 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 shot right. Talk about with
1: all the craziness to happen to have that kind of just kind of trickle onto the timeline the way it did, man. That was that felt good to see him, Jordan Whittington. It did. Jordan yeah. Whittington, man. When you talk about. A person, and again, I don't necessarily I don't know Jordan Weddington, right? I only know what I hear and what I've heard, right? And from what I've heard in the interviews that I've seen with him, that guy not only is he talented, but he had he's really mature, and yeah. he one thing that made him come back to the to Texas is he felt that he could improve and he it took him. He said that it he came to that decision within himself. Nothing yeah. changed that decision. There was no agents. There was nobody else. He said that he took some time to sit with himself and really self-evaluate where he felt like he could get better, and he yeah. decided that it was best for him to come back. And a lot of players would not do that. Yeah. absolutely would not do that. To have that type of self-awareness at that age, because um, I definitely didn't have it at that age, um, you know, to have it at the age to be like, hey, like there's some stuff that I still need to work on to get better, to be yeah. a better receiver. I could come back, I can be a leader, I can help these younger guys. That that takes a lot of self-realization. So major shout out to him. Um he just well deserved. Listen, he's gotten us out of some holes this year. He
2: has. He's, he's, gonna, be,
1: he's gonna be missed because him and Quinn, I would say outside of
0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I would say outside of maybe Jatavian, like he, Quinn
1: really has a really, really good relationship with him. And you can tell because you can see it on the film, on the film. Yeah. Jordan scrambles when Quinn scrambles. Always in the right area to make a good uh, catch, a crucial catch, a big catch, third down, third and long, third and 10. You always want to look for Jordan Winton because if he's on the field, chances are it's going to go to him. You know what I mean? So, like, major shout out to that guy. Major shout out to him.
2: And everything he's been through while well, he's been here at Texas, right? He yeah. comes into Texas. Uh, the, the previous coaching coaching regime bulks him up. He has some injury issues. He yeah. basically has to go backwards before he can go forwards. Yeah, finally, I mean, he finally,
1: yeah, dude, he, he was guy.
2: Do you remember his his high school year, uh, uh, the state championship game that he plays? Absolutely dude, unreal. Weren't and we're just like, were you there? Borderline... No, 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 I wasn't there. My okay. my father in law was there. Right. He's a he's a border. He was a borderline five star guy coming in. Right. Um. So he comes in. He he uh, and they all of a sudden start bulking him up, and he suffers these injuries. He doesn't really play much around reminds me a lot of you know the whole time jake smith was here lots of injuries doesn't really play much gets hurt a lot and then you know sark and and this this coaching staff comes in they both they bring him back down back to a healthier weight last year he finally plays right uh, i think almost all season i don't think he missed he hasn't missed a game in the last couple of years yeah and then this year he's really been he's really been great uh for this team um yeah, I circled Sadir Mitchell's. I think Sadir Mitchell's going to have a huge impact. That's another guy that's just a, an animal he's uh, yeah. going to be able to fill. I don't know if he's going to be as good as Sweat next year. I'd probably give him a couple years, but he's right. body-wise, like he's going he's gonna to clog up some holes. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure.
1: He's a big boy.
2: Yeah, he's a big boy. And then Dante Robinson's the guy that, that we don't really talk about. Uh, he's another guy that's going to fill up some holes. So, listen, there's a lot of talent on this team, and lots of young talent on this team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. log jam right here uh in linebackers. <laughs> I
0: Man. mean obviously
2: we all know of Anthony Hill uh Tosilia Kana who we, we don't really talk about history is actually on the volleyball team. Uh shout okay. out shout out to the lady to the to the uh the Longhorns for winning uh the back national, to
1: back national champions natural, back they, to back national
2: champions they swim
1: Nebraska who only lost one game all year and Asia O'Neill is coming back one more year.
2: Oh, she is coming back. She's so we, we so we know that uh we know the goat's coming back. Oh yeah. Uh, she basically said it when when she was uh when she when she's doing her interview. And then also uh we get a Nebraska transfer. Yeah. Uh and I think it's a it's a it's a young lady who uh who takes the year off. Um I think I guess she had a kid, she takes the year off and uh then she's like, you know what, I'm gonna go transfer. I'm gonna go to Texas. Obviously, nope. you guys can't do it here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go where they win volleyball championship.
1: And sure. and 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 I just want to say one thing about the Nebraska volleyball coach, head coach. Gosh, listen, what
2: a moron.
1: That is the last thing that I want to hear from my coach after right. I just got spanked on national TV. That is the last thing that I want to hear. I don't want to hear about Texas going through the transfer portal. Get. These kids have to transfer in to Texas. Nine times out of ten, they probably already want to come here. And again, it's not from a it's not a toot your own horn type of situation. They've been established for years. Way listen for the last ten years, the nat- the volleyball team has had way more national recogni- uh, recognition as far as being in a championship type of situation. They've been oh, top. Yeah. To- They've been top ten for years. They've been top five for years. A lot of people don't even realize the four games that Texas lost this year um, on the volleyball side that happened earlier in the year. They weren't even ranked at one point
2: in They were five and three, I think, to start the season. They had just right. lost a game to Long Beach State. They go on no. and they. I think they're like third. What is it? Twenty two and one the rest of the way. Well, twenty three and one because they win it all. Just, right. a, just an unbelie- unbelievable story. So yeah, shout out absolutely. to the women's volleyball team. Um, last thing on recruiting, and, and then and then we could talk about transfer portals. So we obviously have those two. couple guys to keep an eye out on uh, as we head into next year. Uh, transfer portal – or sorry, National Signing Day 2. Uh, Terry Bussing yep. is a guy that hasn't really talked, isn't – from what I understand, isn't ever really been interested in Texas. But, you know, we know how uh, – how AM does? They go and hire mediocre coaches, who hire mediocre assistants, and and things are, are not going well over there. And of course, the other guy I really want, Dominic McKinley, who's also the defense. Dominic
1: McKinley. Team. So the From thing about Arcadia. Dominic McKinley, um, you know, we are able to get him through the transfer portal. I think um, this puts Texas's class in a top three, right? Um, well, Texas
2: is already a top three class. This this class is ranked number 3 right now.
1: Okay. So I, I mean based on what I saw Texas was like 5, right?
2: Well, it um, depends on well, I think Rivals It depends,
1: have it depends on who you go through. Yeah. Um ESPN has them at a 5. Um oh, no. I wanna say Rivals might have them at a 5.
2: Rivals has them at a let, let me let, I'll bring it up. Continue. Okay. The so
1: yeah, them. okay. So of course that is really the main piece. I think if you if you're able to get a Dominic McKinley, you run into a situation where now, okay, now you really have to look at this Texas defense that's getting ready to play next year um, because Dominic McKinley is, is really, again, one of those best, one of the best defensive tackles in the country. He, listen, he's, he's, a, he's versatile. He could play in if you want him to and a three, like he could play three technique, he can play nose, um, you know, especially if you're if you're trying to go with different looks, this guy can basically do it all. Um, we've seen it. You know, that is the bright one of the bright spots that AM had this year was McKinley. Um, so if you're able to get a guy like that and you're able to retool and reload with a guy like that, along with the incoming freshmen that you have already, do you know how crazy that would be from a defensive line standpoint, to where you can sub in where you have a Dominic McKinley starting? Because I believe you know if he does commit and decide that he wants to come to Texas, I think he does start immediately, right? Yeah. Um And then you have you know these young guys coming in, you know, and basically running. Uh, you know, they they got all different types of packages. They got all different types. Of course, you're gonna substitute you're running against people that run basically seven on seven in some of these schools. Um, yeah. You, they're going to get an opportunity to play, but if you got Dominic McKinley playing the first two, you know, the first two downs and you're able to put some, a situation where you may have somebody, you could sw- swap them out, you know, maybe run a different or a lighter package in a third and long situation where you can throw four defensive linemen out there four four defensive ends. I'm sorry. Um, that, that's nuts. I'm just thinking about all the places. Again, this kind of circles back to Sark's press conference about the versatility within the players that he is getting in here. These guys are playing more than one position. These guys are coming in as athletes. These guys are coming in. They have played on offense and defense. Um, and, and he just wants to put them in the right spot to where they can get the shine and where they can develop. And yeah. I think that, that goes to show you know with if they're able to add a dominant mckinley that adds even more fuel to the fire from this standpoint
2: absolutely and 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 kind of just going through some of the recruiting rankings so uh rivals are three okay espn they're five okay uh i think on three they're five as well uh 24 7 they're three uh cbs they're five okay um, and then they have the option; they have an opportunity to add four guys, right? You, you talked yeah. about; we already talked about two of them, uh, you know, Dylan Dylan Evans, uh, Aaron Butler. You can, and then let's just say, let's just throw this out there, right? If you if you add Dominic McKinley and you add Terry Bussy, who's a, who's a guy that we haven't even talked about, five star athlete at a, right. a who's currently committed to a And um, is this if you do that this is this one of the best let's just say you add all four of those guys right I don't is see this, how, I don't see how it's not the one of the best,
1: best recruits of, of all time
2: and Texas history
1: right right I I, I, I would say it's it's uh, it's it's right up there i, I would say it could rival Oklahoma, I, I could say it would rival that um andm year it could it could definitely for a couple
2: years. i'm not but, even talking about hey, i'm not even talking about just anm i'm talking about talking about just in, in general texas, like, in texas history is this would that be yeah because the best yeah, recruiting class
1: ever. i mean the 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 i will say like even though you know he's been gone for a while but that that first that second year that herman came in and he had that recruiting class after that second year that was a nasty class
2: was that the 2019 class
1: that's that's what uh, we're really seeing right now that's a lot of what we're seeing right now Ford
2: I mean if you look at that class right they had 26 commitments uh worthy oh, okay that's the 20 yeah that 2019 class was disgustingly bad yeah <laughs> I don't even it's embarrassing how bad that class was right um so that class actually ends up being 14th. And that's the that's the Alfred Collins, uh, Jalen Ford. Right. Now yeah, from a from a you know, I'm uh, talking I'm not talking about
1: from a standpoint of preview. I'm talking about where they're at now. Yes. A lot a lot of that class has production wise. Right, yeah. Have have prevailed very well and have done, gone on yeah. to do very good things.
2: Yep. Uh and, and that just speaks to the to the development of this of this coaching staff. Right. Um so that 2021, that would have been the 2021 class. Baron Sorrells, Byron Murphy. I don't – yeah, yep. Yeah, Xavier Worthy. Uh, let's see who else is contributing on this team. I mean, really, outside of those two. Oh, Taren, uh, nope. Um, I mean, outside of those three, Casey Kane John, obviously, Jonathan Brooks is, is part of that class. Right. Yeah, so this this class is pretty solid.
1: 21 uh, was but, a good position.
2: There's a, a lot, there, there's a lot of meh guys in this class too, right? <laughs> uh, Charles Wright doesn't ever develop into anything, but he doesn't really need have an opportunity to. Right. Juan Davis is a guy that we've been waiting for years to to hopefully do something. He doesn't really ever develop. I am honestly surprised he hasn't transferred out yet. He probably I feel like Juan Davis is a guy that'll transfer out after the year.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, get your degree, then you transfer. Don't don't be stupid. Yeah. Um Get your degree because right. essentially, like like Armour said last week, you're basically dropping out of college. So yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Like, get, get, if you're gonna do anything, get the degree. Sure. So could after next year, could he drop out? Uh, could he get hit that transfer portal? Absolutely, I can definitely see it. I can definitely see it.
2: Did you know that uh Christian Jones is in the 2018 class?
1: <laughs> no, I did not know that.
2: And. And he's listed here as a defensive tackle. Jesus Christ. So he made the switch. But but that class on paper was really good. That's, That's the 2018 impressive. class. Yeah. You know, Joseph Asai, Moro Oshimo, uh, obviously Christian, Christian Jones. But you had a lot of guys that didn't pan out. Josh Moore can never stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Anthony Cook. Anthony Cook, who's a guy that actually gave uh um Michael Pennix, He actually played uh Ronadu Adunze really well in the in the Alamo Bowl last year. Right. Um, Deshaun Jameson, a guy I felt really bad for, is Junior Angulo, who who's the guy that suffers the uh, ACL in spring camp last year. A guy that yeah. we thought was going to take that next leap. Right. DeAndre Coburn, BJ Foster, who who, who doesn't pan out. Uh DeMarvion Overshawn, obviously guy yeah, he's gonna he's gonna do great things for the Cowboys next year when he when he gets back on the field. Uh right. Keontae Ingram who transfers out. Uh, I mean Cameron Dicker. I mean that, that that was a really solid class. And if Tom Herman had some brains right. and, and actually started Cameron Rising instead of trying to pull off the uh Sam Ellinger stuff, you know, Cameron Rising might still be here at Texas. Yeah. Uh, and and you probably don't have that one, you know. One of two things happens, right? Tom Herman keeps his job, Absolutely. or, or you know, Steve Sarkeesian comes in, and we're not talking about Casey Com- Casey Thompson, the ten year uh, college kid. Um, and uh, right, that
1: was unnecessary. You didn't have to. You didn't have to flame. What mean?
2: Out. I had to bring it. For, I had to bring it full circle.
1: Listen, listen, listen. When I saw that tweet, right? Because I I like I like Casey Thompson. I I, I do I too.
2: Was, but he's been here I for ten
1: years. Thompson, his story was dope. You know, Casey Thompson, his dad played at Oklahoma. He wanted to go to Texas. His dad was wearing Oklahoma, uh wearing a burnt orange. Uh he was like, I'm wearing burnt orange every Saturday, except for when he plays against Oklahoma. But you know, that was that was a cool story. Um, you know, too bad it didn't work out, you know, but best of luck to him. But when I saw that slug, I was like, come on, dog, like
2: can you can well, that's you- what happened, bro? Do you blame him? Can you? No, blame? I mean, COVID gave him all those extra years. I cool. asked him, but he's still here. Like, dude, at this point, listen, he's not getting any. I don't know how much NIL money he's getting,
1: but he's he probably getting, he's not getting Xavier Worthy money. He's not getting nah. Quinn Ewers money, but he's probably making a decent, he's probably making, you know, maybe 90 to 100. Because anywhere that he goes outside, he's gonna be the big dog, big dog on te- on campus. You transferred right. in from Texas. You did have, you know, you did play and did contribute to a couple of games uh, while you were here. Uh, set a set a record. Remember that he set a record.
2: Yeah. Is that the OU a game
1: record. Yeah, and, and yeah. single season. I think it was a single game record, offensive. Ball, it.
2: Yeah, offensive yeah. and it was really good. Yeah, it was really good. And then he gets hurt and doesn't tell anybody. And, you know, he throws duds the rest of the year, and he's never the same. Yeah. Yeah. That's he unfortunate. Should said, he should have said something. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But anyway, let's talk quickly about the transfer portal. Uh, we've been going. Well, I thought we were not oh, talking
1: about the transfer portal.
2: i <laughs> was just kind of talking at this point. But I want to I want to kind of dig deep into what's going on in the transfer portal from, from what Listen, we don't have any source when we're saying we're hearing, we're listening, we're we're talking. We're not talking to anybody, right? I'm I'm reading on Twitter. I'm posting what I see on Twitter and just right. going from there. But what right. the I've been reading, obviously, you get Andrew Bakuba on Saturday. That that hits. Uh, that that was expected pretty much. It was one of those Andrew Bakuba felt like one of those Adney Mitchell type signings where it was like, hey, this is this is going to happen. It's just a matter of when.
1: Right.
2: Trey Moore is really the next guy that we're waiting on. From yeah. what Jeff Ketchum was saying this morning um, or this afternoon on his show, basically the same thing, right? Uh, it's it's, it's, it's a done deal. It's, it's a, it's a done deal. It's just a matter of when, right? Now, yeah. sometime in the next 60 to 72 hours, maybe, but from the folks that he's talking to, they're basically saying, hey, we're, we're Texas is good. Right, there's no right. worries there, it's just
1: a matter of getting all the paperwork in. Yeah, and, and know, a lot of these guys real, have a lot of these guys are dealing with finals, they're moving yeah. out. You gotta think when you Christmas
2: trying, is Monday,
1: Christmas like, is Monday. You gotta move all your shit. Like, come on, dog. man. Ain't nobody uh, trying to like nobody got time to just you know, and again, we, we know that they have a window, you know, they got what till Tuesday, the day after Christmas, to to really commit.
2: Why like, uh, yeah. is they are
1: signing your letter of intent?
2: Transfer portal one. No, Tuesday is for the recruits. Uh, the transfer portal closes, I believe, like the first week of January. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Portal tracker. Uh, January 2nd. Yeah. So, not, not uh, basically, a week from Tuesday. A week right. from Tuesday. Again,
1: there's a lot of stuff that comes into play. You got to get your records and all that straight, circulated. Got to yep. move. You got to do this. You got to do that. Chances are, and let's be completely honest with you right now, I wouldn't even be worried about that shit, dog. I'm finna go eat me some. I'm finna give me some gifts. Okay. Yep. I'm finna, I'm finna like watch some ball, you know. I'm chilling. Deal with the family. I got a deadline. I know when. I know when I need to hit. Yep. And go from there.
2: I can start on Tuesday. Yeah. Yep. We get we y'all figured out. Yep. Listen, as long as your paperwork is in by the second. Yeah. You know, now, if you haven't taken visits by now, yeah, you know, obviously that's a much different right. situation, which is why we had the whole uh, situation with Malik Murphy, which is unfortunate. Right. But hopefully, you know, college football fixes that, uh, which I'm hoping
1: soon. I haven't seen anything on that.
2: No, no, no. I think he's still taking visits. I think Oregon State uh, is is on his list. UCLA, if I remember correctly, um, yeah, those are a couple guys, a couple of the places that I, that I've heard that he's taking visits to. Okay. Um, so I, uh, I I I don't think he's he's signed. he's he has not signed yet. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. As far as other guys in the portal, I mean, those are really the two guys that, that Texas is. Listen.
0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void for prohibited by law, See terms and Conditions. 18 plus.
2: If you think about if you think about the portal, right? hmm Well, this is kind of the way I think about it. There's kind of two things. It's a mixture of NBA and NFL free agency. And this is why I say that. Okay. It's it's NF I say NBA free agency because it's an opportunity for the players to go find their homies and go play with them. Because that's right. what NBA free agency is all about. Right where lebron's gonna go find d wade he's gonna go find uh you know whoever the hell he's gonna find you know it's just about finding my guys right, right. where are my homies at that's who i want to play with right? right and then it's the nfl free agency because that's more of like you know uh that's more of like the teams that are that are more aggressive are like the teams that are really they they probably messed up in the draft, or right. so they messed up in recruiting, and they 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 thought they were going to fill a hole, and that's actually not filling the hole that they initially anticipated. So right. those are going to be the big spenders that are going to be spending on the bigger guys. But then you're still going to like uh, I read today that Alabama is no longer interested in Evan Stewart. They don't need him. Now everybody can can take him, right? Man, yeah. man you always want a guy. You always want a guy of his talent. Right. But if you look at what you've got, and if you look at what you're developing, Texas is the same way. He wants to go to Texas. Texas doesn't want him. <laughs> like, that's, that's literally the wording that's been used. We do not want. Well, here's the thing his recruitment was, was a circus, right? It, it was always a back and forth, you know. It's 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 uh, I guess Texas just never felt like he was ever serious about coming to Texas. He was always looking for the highest bidder, and and you look at the actions that he's done at AM we talked about this earlier in the show
1: mm-hmm.
2: where one of the things that the coaches look for is respect for your coaches. Right. And when you don't travel for the team's last game and you stay at home, you ain't got no respect for the coaches and you don't have respect for your players. And right. I think that's probably the straw that, 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 uh, that, that kind of so, hurt as opportunities. To to what
1: do you think? What do you think he was reasoning was for staying at home and basically not traveling to play the last game?
2: They didn't want to play. The the reason is he didn't want to play. He 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 was tired of the he he was tired of everything. Huh?
1: That was the main reason.
2: That's what I think it is. He was he wasn't hurt. At least nothing was reported that he was hurt. Literally as soon. I mean, it was remember that LSU game was the week after Jimbo gets fired.
1: Right, and that was a hell of a game actually.
2: It came Jimbo yeah and then they hire another wide receiver coach he doesn't like the wide receiver coach and so he's like all right i'm just trying to play and then he and then it's like so are you entering the portal when the portal starts and he doesn't enter the portal until what was that tuesday the day before signing day also actually this is what i want to do he did
1: it late too he did it late he did it late at night
2: i want to go on a quick rant real quick
1: okay do your thing
2: I've got a rant for all the coaches in college football and all the fans in college football that give players a hard time for making decisions that are the best for them. Okay. So this is specifically talking about the uh, the situation at OU where Caden, uh, their offensive tackle, guy's from Missouri. Goes to Oklahoma, starts eight games for Oklahoma, leaves Oklahoma, basically, you know, goes through the season and he ghosts them a couple of weeks ago. I should, I'm sure you're aware of this story. Yeah. Basically ends up transferring to Missouri, right? Do you know yeah. what happened yesterday at Texas AM?
1: No, I don't. Fill me in.
2: Okay. So Texas AM signs these linebackers. Or sorry, uh, was it Texas A&M? Maybe it was at Florida. Anyway, it was Texas AM or Florida. Uh, you know, national signing day. These guys are, are signing with their who they thought is going to be their linebacker coach. Mm-hmm. This morning, that coach announces that he's going to be the new defensive coordinator. Oh. So, for all the guys that give players a hard time, or all the fans, or all the media, or all the whoever give players a hard time for not being transparent with these players, you know what I say? I say, fuck you, honestly. Okay. Listen, a coach literally takes pictures with these guys. The the coaches, the universities, and the athletic directors, and all these, you know, powers that be, corporate America assholes, they've been shady to players for years.
1: Oh, you could. We could even talk about Brian Kelly.
2: Years. Brian
1: Kelly was doing, what Brian Kelly was doing at Notre Dame, he was actively recruiting, bro. And- Still had a rumor that he was going to leave Notre Dame and go to go to LSU. He was still recruiting. He was still recruiting. He was yeah. still taking pictures. He was still kissing babies at Notre Dame. A couple weeks later, none of that matters. He leaves, yeah. comes to LSU and they win. They won't. They go nine and three.
2: Yeah. So, uh, I mean, uh, yeah. So screw these guys uh, that, the, 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 you know. Put negative reviews on, fan, on 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 players' dads' uh, businesses, and I was, right. dude. Get over it. Like the player's going to do what the player does, and stop being mad that he finally has some damn power. Honestly, right. just get over it. This is the future of college football. You don't have to like it. You don't have to love it. Don't watch it. It's that yeah, simple I
1: mean, because it's, it's
2: not going, it's going to continue to evolve. The NCAA is already working on ways for the schools to control NIL directly. There, there, right. There's a rule that is, I think I posted an article about this a couple weeks ago. There's a rule that is actively being looked at to where, you know, there's no longer collectives that control NIL. And you know, you know, what's that, you know, what that's going to, you know, who that's going to help. It's going to help EA. It's gonna help NCAA fourteen because now yeah. or twenty five or whenever the hell they decide to do it, because now you don't have to go through collectives, you go right. through the schools, and the good. schools will will help you with the NIL rights, and and they get to control everything that's NIL. So, right. uh, if a, it, listen, if the universities do it and coaches can do it, you know what? Power to the players, baby. Oh, Give okay. it to them. Give uh, it to them.
1: I mean, the same. You can say the same thing about. Uh, oklahoma not oklahoma but colorado they landed the number one the, the number one tackle in the nation Fine. <laughs> he goes on he goes on first uh not first take undisputed he has this big thing with undisputed he goes he commits to colorado where did he sign yesterday nowhere maryland
2: no he hasn't he hasn't officially signed
1: Oh, he didn't officially signed. no okay. no
2: so here's what's funny so we were driving home from dallas last night we took a day trip okay. to dallas because my wife had to go through uh she had to go do some work stuff and she's a big dion guy so she she you know watches this stuff and and this guy this guy uh does an live last night with hayes fossil on instagram mm-hmm. it's just everybody just going in on this kid bro <laughs> i was like what is wrong with you people like this is an eighteen-year-old kid. Yeah. It's like, well, he did this and he went on national TV and did that, and I was like, okay. We just had a coach two hours ago take a picture with the guy. Now he works for another. Now he works for another. Uh, now he works for another school. Not even twenty-four hours later. What's the problem? I'm uh, help help me understand what the problem is. But I will say about that 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 uh, that that left tackle. I don't mm-hmm. know what his, I don't know what his deal is. He's, he's, uh, he's, um, he, he's cra- he craves the attention. Right. And there are guys that are like that. There are guys that are completely taking advantage of recruiting and all the bells and whistles that come with it. And he's one of those guys.
1: Yeah. Jordan Seton is who it is. Jordan
2: Seton. Yep.
1: Jordan Seton. And he, so here's the thing. My only issue with Jordan Seton was if you don't know for a hundred percent sure where you going to go, just don't, don't do the, don't do the big.
0: Why not. Um, it's clout.
1: Colorado, so
2: and, and, and at,
1: at the same time, he's 18, he doesn't know, shit.
2: he not know nothing. You don't know the dude. Shit. The dude learned know, how to tie his two shoes like 10 years ago. Like, let's at, like,
1: at 18 years old, I didn't know. Shit. I'm in my 30s and I still don't know. Shit. So, you're gonna tell me that a kid ranked number one in the nation at his God. position knows that he wants to go to Colorado. Coach Prime, listen, Coach Prime, knocking at the door. Come on in, son. We want you to come and pick my son, throw him quarterback. Yep. Yeah. And then somebody like Marilyn comes in and is like, look, we don't have we don't have Shadrish Sanders, but we got a hell of a quarterback. We got we we we're gonna be able to compete next year. You can play, you can start early. Now we don't necessarily know what Coach Prime talked about, but Coach Prime even said. Recruiting is an all-year-round thing. You cannot get a kid to commit and then stop talking to him. That doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Because while you're not
2: talking to him, other recruiters are. And they're who else is talking to him? Other players that are committed to other schools. He leaves the live. He leaves the live because he said that uh homeboy from Nebraska was calling him.
1: Oh, Riola.
2: Dylan Ray. Yeah, Dylan Riola is calling him. He's like, hey man, Jones. Dylan's calling me. I gotta go. That's that's the other school that that's the other school that that it's coming. It's come down to and Colorado and Nebraska.
1: I've, I've seen that kid throw the ball. If he calls you, listen. What's up? You you, you, you got you got to listen to that.
2: That I mean, dude's you, crazy. That dude. <laughs> how Nebraska did that, bro? Matt Rule is about to be god in Nebraska.
1: Hey, we know we know from experience how Matt Rule is and what he can do. <laughs> all you got to do is give him a little bit of time. He can work with it. Whatever you got on that, that, that it might will not, start next year. It, it it may not look good in that first year, but year two and three, you better watch out because this <laughs>
2: was, a, was this his first year in Nebraska? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it was because he was with the Panthers last year. Yeah, yeah. That's right, dude. Dylan Rios is going to start for them too.
1: Duh. I saying, like <laughs> that guy is basically gonna get the keys not, to the city. He's
0: are
1: gonna get the keys to the city, dog. That guy can throw it, dog. He Dang, can do he it all, fun. man. He, it like was crazy that Matt Rule was able to lure him from Georgia. I I just would have never thought of it. Can
2: you, could I you mean, think about it? Hey, do you want to come to Nebraska and rebuild a legendary program and be the starter from day one, or do you want to go to Georgia? Where everybody's still talking about Carson Beck being the Heisman next year, and you got to sit behind him.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. With Beck coming back, I think that played a lot, a big, a big.
2: A big I'm sure play. it did. I, yeah. I think he initially he initially thought that Beck was going to leave, so he's just like, oh, you know what? I'll show it start for them next year.
1: Absolutely. Um, but- yeah. So, I mean, what are your what are your final thoughts on the transfer portal, and what are your what do you think? How do you feel that things are going to go in February?
2: I think at this point, it, it should kind of wait and see what happens. Listen, the, the twenty-three guys that we have now are the twenty-three guys that we've had for quite a bit, and they all right. stuck. Obviously, right. Aaron Hampton. Aaron Hampton goes to Alabama, and good luck to him. You know, he plays the position that he wants to play there. Right. But then you really switch it with flips. You know, getting Xavier getting Xavier, Xavier, Phils- Philsame it basically is a one for one. Hey. You're going there. You're not going to play safety here. That's fine. We're right. we're good. We're right. Overall takeaways from yesterday: Sark uh, just continues to impress me. The mm-hmm. last six weeks have been fire. As far as far, yeah, as absolutely. It. It's been one of those things where I can't wait to hear what he. I just want to hear the guy talk. I was, I was talking to you earlier today. I was like, there's certain people that you just want to hear talk just because they're great speakers. Right. The last person of like. Big figure that I felt that way about was Obama. And he was the damn president. Right. Like when Obama spoke, it was just like, damn, that dude's
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I will say one thing. This is all a trickle-down effect. This is all a trickle. If again, I'm only speculating. If Texas is able to beat Washington next week or in two weeks, next week, whatever, whatever,
2: 11
1: days, if they're able to actually beat Washington and they're, they're, they're landing these recruits. It's a trickle effect. I feel like Texas. And again, you know, there's not going to be too many people on the road. There's not going to be any coaches on the road, especially not this late if you're in the college football playoffs. Um, but After the fact, if they get to a national championship, even win or lose that from that point in time to February. They can take a swing at anybody they want. It doesn't. It It, it opens up a whole new situation. If they are able to pull this out, if they're able to make any noise in that college football playoff, I don't care if they if they, you know, I don't. It really don't even matter if they lose or win against Washington. It's the fact that they're there. Twelve and one says a lot. Twelve yeah. and one says a lot. Beating Bama says a lot. Yeah, getting into college football playoff says a lot. Trans- getting ready to move into the SEC says a lot. Looking at the schedule, looking at the teams that you're getting ready to play. All of this says a lot. The transfer. The- Another thing that we didn't get to. Uh, we, uh, this is so, there's so much to cover. Another thing that we didn't cover is start talking about players recruiting.
2: Oh it, yeah, yeah, it's the first thing he says.
1: It's uh, absolutely he's... nuts. See, have you seen Arch Manning's Twitter? Arch Manning don't tweet about nothing. Have you seen his Instagram though? His Instagram is nuts. His, mm-hmm. Instagram, his Instagram is basically the way he... He doesn't do anything. It's very subtle. You, It might be 3 a.m. in the morning. You'll at somebody, and then and it'll just be a blank screen. It'll just be black. It'll just be black. A black screen with such and such. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. It's like in his Insta stories. Yeah, in his Insta yeah, stories. Yeah,
1: yeah. It'll be a black screen, such and such. Eyeballs.
2: Yeah. I'm up at 3 o'clock I'm up at
1: 3 o'clock in the morning. What the hell is going on? Who are you talking who is he talking to? Right? You know what I mean? Like so again, kudos to kudos to not only Sart recruiting and the coaching staff recruiting, but the players actively recruiting. Anthony yeah. Hill Jr. recruiting. Xavier John Ward, T. Cook recruiting. Jontay Cook. Jonte Cook is the
2: loudest of them. That dude's a huge recruiter.
1: Yeah, he's the loudest of them. Um, but again, I appreciate them getting on board and saying, hey, we want you to come here, we want you to be a part of this. We yep. want you. They don't have to do that. Those guys are already set in stone. Well, they don't have to do anything. They just need but, to show up and practice and be good and do what they do.
2: But at the, at the end of the day, these younger guys, they they basically came here like a on a wind, like in hopes that something was gonna happen. But right. now but now they're going back and they're like, Look, bro, like this shit's for real. Right. Like this is going you either jump on or you're gonna be left out.
1: Right. But I, uh,
2: the 2025 class, just so a touch on it. If you guys have not seen video on Brandon Brown, go watch that video today, right now. That dude's going to end up being a five-star recruit. Brandon
1: Brown is a nut. He's a nightmare.
2: He... That I've was- heard just a couple of times in some other spaces and some other guys that i talked to in, in, in the, on Texas Twitter. It, te- they really believe Texas is going to have the number one recruiting class in 2025. Woo. This next recruiting class will be a number one recruiting class. And that guy right there is going to leave <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: Crazy, bro. That All guy. right,
2: Tim. Now go. What, what you got?
1: No, I'm I'm good, man. We, we could that close if, it. No, you,
2: you're about to say something.
1: No, I'm just saying he's nuts. Like he's a freaking yeah. nature.
2: That dude's crazy. And he's still yeah. not completely built out. He's still only 6'1, 285.
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
2: All right, Tim, where can everybody find you?
1: Um, you can find me at Tim Wayne. Um, as you see it scrolling across your screen there, um, feel free to hit me up. Let's talk football, let's talk longhorns, football, basketball, softball. We can talk it all. Um, yeah, yeah, just give me a follow, give me a hit me up. Let's chat, man. Let's do it.
2: Awesome, as always, you can find me at the Uncle Gandhi or you can find me at LH Fan Battle. We have a lot of fun on there for those of you guys that interact with us on LH Fan Battle. Thank you so much. We have a blast. But between now and then, enjoy your Christmas. Be yes, safe. Sir. Have a good time. Don't have drink and drive. Don't, don't get drunk off the eggnog. Don't get drunk off the, well, get drunk off the eggnog just when driving
1: afterwards. Don't be driving. Yeah, don't be
2: driving. i actually I actually might try an eggnog. Uh uh um are you big on eggnog?
1: I love eggnog.
2: Do you? I, I might try That's an cool. egg I might I, I might try to make an eggnog drink this weekend.
1: Eggnog and I rum, What's
2: wrong soon. with it? I don't like rum. Is there any, I'll look at some eggnog and
1: whiskey. whiskey. You can do whiskey.
2: My God, I bought, I bought a bottle of Jack last week. Gonna, you can do whiskey. Okay, okay, so we'll have to check that out. Anyway, stay safe. Merry Christmas. We'll be back next Thursday. Listen, guys, 11 days 11 from days. Texas and Washington. The next time you see us, we will be four days from the college football playoff. Enjoy no. it. Listen, this is the first time in 14 years that you don't have to worry about nothing next week.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Except who's practicing and who's not. Right. Right. And you get to ring in the new year knowing that you got a, that you got a game coming in for a spot yep. in the national title game. Absolutely. But, hey, guys, enjoy it. Longhorn Nation, my name is Harish. Uh, that's my guy, Tim Wayne. Yes, sir.
1: Peace. April. Merry Christmas, guys.
2: Go high. but go home Touchdown like the end zone When the circle turn the mic home Can't get me out of my zone Go high